I did not add the uh, intro music. I added the meow instead. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, let's That's try this. Actually, let's try it. I actually love that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily. My name is Andrew. And I'm Joan of Heart. And um, I went to Mike and Mike's Guitar Bar yesterday. Nice. Nice. Yeah, did you see Mike shirt. or did you see Mike? I saw Mike. Nice. Adam specifically. And uh, I don't have it down here. I, I, but so they were celebrating their tenth birthday. Happy tenth birthday, Mike and Mike's Guitar Aww. Bar. Happy birthday! Uh, so Rick and I went down, um, had brunch at a restaurant we like, and then uh, headed over. And uh, I bought a tenor guitar, an acoustic oh, nice. one. Nice. Uh, Nineteen. It's officially now my oldest guitar. Nineteen sixty-three uh, Gibson wow. tenor. So I'm happy. I've never had an acoustic tenor just i have three electrics four four electric tenors <laughs> that's so, awesome yeah yeah enough to tune them differently now but yeah no, i'm really happy with it um oh rick went and brought it yay <laughs> hooray oh, rocky i ain't sure you'd be it weighs nothing it's probably not in tune that's the one thing is that the uh Intonation is just okay. That sounds sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. That's awesome. I mean, for its age, it looks gorgeous. I mean, you couldn't have found uh, a better yeah. tenor acoustic to get. That's really great. It has this beautiful tort binding. Along the top. It's pretty, pretty excellent. I, I hope I look that good when I get to that age. <laughs> mid age, mid age better than. Let's see here. 63, 2022, we'll just round. It's for 60, 60 years. Dang. Yeah, 58. Are you 25? How old are you? Me? Yeah. Uh, 27. 27. Okay. Cool. So like in there, 56 years or something. Close, close 50, to 60. Yeah. 60. Yeah. Yep. Maths are hard. I will be 2052. That's 30. I, that was easy math. 30 years. <laughs> Ish. Yeah. But, um, I'm happy. Of course. And would yeah. that kids do math? Not meth <laughs> yeah but they were celebrating the opening they moved um their repair shop into the space next door and it's really cute it has this little like rv park kind of vibe and nice. all the guitars are on the wall uh-huh. and yeah, it's really nice. i didn't know they got the place next door that's what i get for deleting instagram um yeah i'm gonna have to go check that out that's really <laughs> sweet I, it, and it's actually funny because yesterday i had someone for my discord a visit uh, at the same time this event was going on and they posted in there and they were like, Hey, I, I, I just saw Emily there. And I go, 
picks or it didn't happen. So I swear I didn't send spies, but then I was messaging uh, you going, so are you at Mike and Mike's today? Yeah. <laughs> it was oh, no, cool. actually, you sent that message after I took a picture with them. Okay, it was after, yeah, it was slightly mm-hmm. delayed because he posted that and it was like 20 minutes later. And I was like, wait, is he still there? <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I was just kind of like trying to get in and out at the beginning. Like, I was like, oh, I've, you're, Rick was right. I was hungry and I wanted to get breakfast before. <laughs> and um, I'm hungry. So actually, I, I played this, uh, I think, 76 um, Sterling, no, not Sterling, uh, Music Man, um, Stingray 1 guitar has the active inactive preamp in it. So I was playing that. Uh, it made me realize that I, I don't prefer the world's thinnest fret wire because holy fuck, <laughs> there it was basically no fret wire on that thing. It played great Ooh. all up and down the neck, but I'm like, ah, I prefer... Medium jumbo? Medium jumbo, yeah. It made me realize that I play a certain way, and I rely on the frets more than I want to. But uh, what's what's new with y'all? Anything anything fun? Andrew? Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, Just living life. Um, L-I-B-I-N? La Vida Loca. Uh, I deleted Instagram from my phone. So I didn't delete my account, but I did delete it from my phone and I haven't checked it in a couple of weeks. Um, I also uh, disabled, I've got like on my Android, if you like swipe, swipe right, it gives you the news feed. I disabled that because I was spending too much time doom scrolling. I, del- oh, no. I took Twitter off my phone. Yeah. So I've about a week and a half in, two weeks into just a full step back. I also like logged out of Facebook on pretty much all of my devices. So I just checked Facebook for the first time in like five days. Uh, wow. And I, I'm starting to detox a bit. I was spending too much time doom scrolling. So mm-hmm. feeling a little out of the loop, trying not to feel too much FOMO. Um, but I think it's been a, it's a needed temporary change just to kind of reset. Mm-hmm. So. You know, for, for better or worse, news travels quickly on social media. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you kept TikTok, right? Uh, <laughs> My TikTok is uh, largely positive. Yes, it's good. mine too. It's it's almost easier to curate it <laughs> in a good way. Mine's just mostly people who rescue cats and <laughs> yes, nice nice guitar people. Yeah, that's that's predominantly mine too. It's either animals of. Uh, People with comedy doing funny things, D and D, you know, uh, guitar stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's my two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, what's new with you? Um, so far, I guess what's new with me, I started the process for recording the house band, which is the last part of the demo. I got the bassist last night, which is May Bororowski. If you've ever played Night in the Woods, the video game, my bass player is me cosplaying that character. It's very like animal themed video game. It's a side scroller, and it has a great okay. story. So it's an indie. I mean, I recommend anyone to play that. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a really great game. You can play it on other platforms. Um, the What's I was it called again? Last night, uh, Night in the Woods. So it's on multiple platforms. You might be able to play it. I think they have the app on the phone too. So it's a side scroller. I think you'd like it. Um, so characters are great. So that's usually in my my demos. Like that's my bass player. It's me cosplaying 
May Borowski and she plays bass in the game. So it's pretty much serendipity. Um, nice. The other thing I got was this week, um, coach straps, uh, guitar nice. straps. I had them make uh, one for the guitar that we talked about last night, the new red Epiphone. So I can put that in. I received the Schaller uh, strap locks. So I'm excited to put that together. And that guitar is going to make a debut in the demo as well. I recorded a little bit with it to add to the house band song. So that will make its debut too. I dress up as a character. Like it's a lot of fun. So I'm at that stage. Um, That's awesome. In the recording. That's cool. I'm downloading Night in the Woods for my Nintendo Switch right now. Oh, awesome. Yay. I think you'll really like it. So, like, if, if at any point you want to talk about it, I would love talking about that game. It's <laughs> on such sale. A, yeah. No, like it, I have it's really points. great. Yeah, I recommend yeah. anyone to play it. It's so fun. I've been playing a little game called Cozy Grove just because it's yeah. vibey and not... Um, I just don't want... I don't want stressful video games. I think I've talked no. about this before. No, no, no. There's there's another no, one. No Elden you... Ring. No Elden Ring for me. No, 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 no. I'm not really an Elden Ring. I love open world and story-driven games so much. So those are usually what I play or fun side-scrollers. What was the last game I played? Was it The Art of Everything? I'm trying to remember. It's also a side-scroller, but it's very guitar-heavy where oh. it's... Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I really, really love this game. If you like Night in the Woods, you'll like this game too. Um the whole time that you're running through, the guy starts off as kind of like a son of a folk singer, and he's in the <laughs> shadow of this famous like guy, and he's trying to find his own self. So he does this whole going into space, like, um, what do you call it? Um, Ziggy Stardust kind of transformation. Oh, and for each like level, that. you're playing guitar and jumping and like doing these like wild like strokes of like the guitar and you jump higher while playing and the music is all great. Um, hmm. I definitely recommend it. Is it the Artful Escape? Maybe that's it. Artful Escape. That's what it's called. Um, really great. That's another game and it's very much like rock uh, driven, so oh, uh, all solos also the whole time. Switch. Yeah, the art is amazing. Like, um, if anybody knows, like, any of the, I would say, like, seventies rock, like, very psychedelic, very um, visually creative. I loved every minute of that game. We played that, and every time, like, I was like, okay, we got to go to sleep. Like, we couldn't stop playing it. And any time that it was like, oh, I want to play it, and then Carlos was like doing like some work he's like no because i want to watch too <laughs> so i yeah. had to wait <laughs> i had to wait for him so we could basically i could play it and then he could watch too because the story is great yeah wonderful game wow the voices on this jason schwartz big i thought i was gonna say guitar by and because i'm a fucking nerd uh yeah no <laughs> Yeah, the Artful Escape. Cool. Yeah, so definitely play those two. Night in the Woods and Artful Escape. Wonderful games. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I might have a little bit less time to just dick around on video games for a minute. I have a lot of songs I need to learn. Uh, I have a rehearsal next, a week from today, and I need to uh, hone in on those songs. But it's I'm going to be playing with the Brittany Danielle Band at Bad Jimmy's and Ballard uh, with Sean Crawford. He's going to be on bass. Nice. Yes. Uh, so I'm excited for that. 
Uh, that's going to be on the 29th, I believe. And um, yeah, it's going to be good. I have, let's see, 10 songs at least to learn for that gig. Okay. I mean, it, at least it wasn't like the one previous where you had like 19 21. or like more, I think. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, at least this is a little bit, a little bit more, you know, short. Um, yeah, and then I'm going to have a pretty quick turnaround <clears throat> to the um, women in country thing, but only four singers have submitted songs, and I just assume that they're going to want them all with guitar accompaniment. That's going to be the Emmy Lou Harris tribute, so Emily Harris on guitar. Funny, <laughs> funny. Emmy Lou Harris on songwriting. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. It's going to be good. Um, what's not been good is uh, what Fender's been experiencing in the UK. They got in some trouble. Oh, no. Yeah. And uh, I wish I could explain it better. But essentially, here we have like what minimum advertised pricing. And that's something dealers tend to abide by. And that's considered price fixing in Europe. Hmm. Or kind of hits that mark, it seems. So Fender got in trouble for um, having vendors abide by minimum advertised pricing. Um, <clears throat> essentially, it, it helps brands like the stores in a way because then nobody's like undercutting one another. So they're all kind of on an even playing field. It's just a matter of who has what stock. Um but if you can discount your Fender guitar as a certain price, you're going to sell probably more of them because you're going to be the cheapest one. And uh, I think Andrew kind of did some research on this one. A little bit. I mean, so the, I mean, you've got the concept down. I mean, here in the U.S., you know, Fender releases, let's say, a made in USA guitar for $9.99 uh, because it's 2003. And... They send it out to all the retailers and they sell it for to like to the retail for like 600 bucks. And then the retailers, they sell it for the thousand bucks to get the 400 on top. So like that 60, 40 split, it's actually not too far off of what average is um, for a lot of equipment. So you got that $400 gap. Now they can choose to, you know, run sales, um, you know, say, uh, or run sales, barter in the store or whatnot, but that advertising price specifically so what are you putting on the website? What are you putting in your catalogs that you're mailing out to everybody? Uh, those good old musician friends catalogs. Uh, so that's that's the idea behind it. But over in the UK, you can't dictate to retailers. You just say, well, we'll sell it to you for $600 and you charge whatever you want for it. Which, you know, it, it, as an American, that seems really, really strange. I'm used to map pricing. Uh, that makes a whole lot of sense because it levels the playing field. Uh, you know, you can't, you know, take someone like GC uh, and all of their subsidiaries can't just lowball everybody else. All the mom and pop shops are kind of screwed because they can't afford the margins that say GC could keep up with. Uh, mm -hmm. GC Sweetwater, some of the other big players in the field. GC versus, being Guitar you know, Center, just in case you are yeah. um, not following. So over in the UK, uh, the, they actually got sued for this a couple of years ago. Like, or there's an investigation a couple of years ago into, into the price fixing. Mm -hmm. uh, so earlier on in the the pandemic, and they got fined. I forget what the amount was, but a significant amount. And we're told to no more stop. Can't do that anymore. Let retailers set their own prices. 
based on what margins they're comfortable with. And so they've, they've since stopped, but since then people have been like, well, wait a minute, I bought a guitar. Did I overpay? Is there a case for a class action lawsuit? And that seems to be what's happening now is there's enough uh, consumers from the years of 2013 to 2019 yeah, that's a lot. Putting of together people. a class action lawsuit, and they may be awarded. Um, you may be, uh, you know, you may be entitled to compensation. To <laughs> yes, it's free real estate. Yeah, that's interesting because there's not really a way to prove that you overpaid for a guitar. So it's just like the assumption that you must have sure. overpaid. Um, right. Because wouldn't it be like the store is saying, "Oh, we would have charged less if we could have," but. Right. Would they have? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm imagining like seeing, you know, like um, Captain Anderton getting up onto the stand and like, well, your honor, I could have, I could have <laughs> sold them for $300 less because I've got the biggest shop in the UK. That's Tom um, and um, I, Anderton's. Um, they have a YouTube channel and they're big. Yep. They're like, what? Big retailer. What do you say? They're like, they're like the Chicago Music Exchange of the UK kind of. Yeah, I think it'd be a fair, fair equivalent. Yeah, Um, and then there's Tommen, and they sell a lot in Europe, um, and a lot of budget stuff. So I bet they would probably sell for less if they could, too. Now it is important to note that this class action lawsuit is just in the UK, and I'm not sure where the spillover lands for uh, folks in the greater EU. Yeah, Um, although I guess the UK is not part of the EU anymore. Nope, sure ain't. Sure ain't. Brexit. That's very uh, strange to think about still. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what they're looking at. And it, I, I'm curious to see, you know, is it even going to hold up? Is Fender going to have to pay people up for it? Uh, if so, how much? How do they prove it? Do retailers who give data to the courts get punished in any way moving forward? Like, is there any, I, I mean, it, I, it just makes me wonder the corporate politics. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Andertons. They come forward, they give forward the data of all the money that could have saved consumers and still been happy as a business. Um, maybe the next round, it's more like a 70 30 uh, equivalent. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who knows? It's, um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, ultimately, I don't think that punishing is probably super legal. And also, I think it's a bad idea. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Oh. oh, I think it's a terrible idea. It's just my brain's kind of running yeah. through all of the contingencies going, well, what Scenarios. about this? And what about this? Yeah. Fender, the bottom line is Fender got in trouble. And yep. um, now consumers might get a little bit back. I mean, I've never had to prove that I actually bought a Red Bull with a receipt or anything when I do those uh, lawsuits. But I, I know that if you want more than like a specific amount in a lot of them, you need to have some proof like for identity theft things. Yeah. They're going to probably just give you a little bit of money, but if you spend more than like 20 hours or something trying to get your identity back or mitigate damages from that, you do have to prove it so you can get more money. Um, so that's the, the identity most theft one is I've not seen. a joke, Jim. <laughs> is that from the office? It's gotta be right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jim. Jim, Jim, um, don't mess with Jim. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, cool. 
That reminds me, I've been rewatching the first three seasons of Stranger Things, and I've remembered. I don't remember anything from the second and third season. Those were one season in my brain. <laughs> Apparently. Like, I was like, there are bits and pieces, yeah. like, oh, yeah. But I thought those two characters died in the same season. Things like that. Like, no. Yep. I just don't remember mm-hmm. anything. I must no, have been like asleep when, watching those. And also, I think as far as like when Barbara died, it was like, I think what the first season and it took them like a full season to like get over the trauma of that. So I think uh-huh. I think this last season they thought about like not, you know, killing Barb. as many off because if yeah, Barb, there we yeah. go. So it was kind of like, a, we don't want to take another season for them to need therapy to get over. <laughs> so they killed less people this season, I think, in re- regards to that oh, i thought it was funny they, yeah but yeah barb <laughs> justice for barb uh yes. yeah she got justice at the end of the second season pretty much um mm-hmm. season two it should have happened differently it just was kind of boring uh ultimately yeah i don't but, think it was the strongest yeah no <laughs> they came back i they think season back. one was a masterpiece and it's just impossible to follow that uh, I, I mean, yeah. you, there's an argument to be made that you could have just left it the one season and that would have just been a complete series. Yeah. I mean, I honestly thought they were going to do like an anthology sort of thing, like with American Horror Story when they brought it back, like mm-hmm. same actors, perhaps a lot of them, but completely different like scenario. And I was, cool. I was kind of, I was, yeah, I was kind of disappointed at first when they, I think that was one of the reasons I was disappointed at first was season two, because it just didn't feel like there was a bigger arc. And now they're trying to make it clear that there is a bigger story to tell. Uh, we're moving on from Stranger Things because we started to get a little spoilery. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Whoops. It happens. You get excited. You want to talk about a thing and then you forget that Andrew hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> I get I Sorry. get excited, sir. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Cheers. Mm. Yeah, <clears throat> but um, dude, my next couple weeks are going to be so busy. I have shows on the 29th, August 4th, and August 11th. I have to learn new songs for two of them, and then the demos on top of that. <laughs> it's yeah, going to suck that's a gonna be lot. But I want to film this little guy today. Hopefully, that'll be <clears> on <throat> on Monday, but it's a space rip. The big okay. pictronics. So, uh, yeah, I want to try that one out and see what sounds I can get from it. I've been playing with the Poly Moon a lot mm. uh, this, this past that. weekend, too. It's great. I just can't. Uh, I, I'm intimidated to try to film it. So I don't know. I might do something kind of different with yeah. it. We'll see. Um, but probably won't be this weekend because I, I super duper need to, like, commit to learning five songs by the end of the weekend. <laughs> No, or I'm of course. in trouble. If, if I can, I can take a photo. I guess when we're done here, I'll take a photo of where my poly moon is. If you want to get to something more manageable to start with. <laughs> oh no, I'm, that's not the problem. It's just that um, it's such a beautiful puddle, and I want to make sure I do justice by of it course. when I film it. So, uh, yeah, it's it's not about like settings and stuff. It's about like. I feel like it's, it hasn't been that hard to get really beautiful sounds out of the Maris Poly Moon. No. Um, it's a great pedal. It is. Figure out a transition. Um, 
Yeah, so I have a fuck ton of hired gun gigs coming up, but uh, I'm not the only one who has to learn a bunch of new songs soon. Um, Nina Strauss has a new um, new gig that she just announced, and uh, I think people have some mixed feelings about it. Yeah, I mean, we recently talked about her being a part of Alice Cooper for how long? And then suddenly, as of this week, she made an announcement on her Instagram and pretty much saying like, hey, uh, there's no, no drama, no nothing. Hey, I'm not pregnant. You know, I am going and leaving Alice Cooper. There's no drama, um, but I'm on to the next thing and I'm super excited. I'll be back on the stage soon and uh, you'll see me sooner than you think but i can't i can't say anything <laughs> never ever has a man left a band and said i'm not having a baby like, exactly it's not that like I'm not, it's not that i'm off to be a dad no because that's never the assumption but for every time a woman changes career paths or something she's pregnant right yeah I, I read that line i'm like oh of course you had to say that because you know obviously like oh no she might be but i mean even if she was, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Lots of women have babies and careers. It's very normal. And some don't, and that's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's totally fine. Uh, and people leave things. People change. Women change their minds and jobs because yeah. they're uh, not because they're pregnant, just because <laughs> they want a new job. Yeah. Or uh, who knows, maybe Alice Cooper is like, hey, you know, this tour train may end soon, you know, um, hey, no, like, maybe you want to, I mean, who knows, I mean, How maybe spread, he? I mean, yeah, spread your, you know, spread your wings, find something else that, you know, may benefit Ooh may benefit you uh he may have done the whole like hey i don't know where this is going obviously yep. i wish you will go find something right now so that you have work and you're able to find yourself further if i have another adventure i mean i see him as a very positive guy so i figure that he probably told her something or she did get a gig and she's like hey i'm gonna move on you know how do you feel and he's probably like yeah go find go do it i I think it's more likely that she was poached, not like necessarily that's a bad thing, but people change bands all the time. They upgrade, mm. they they swap around. It's pretty unusual to be somebody's just touring band member forever. Yeah. And, you know, Demi does, I think, have more opportunities for needed to play for a longer period of time. Um, <clears throat> Alice Cooper is 74. Yeah. yeah. But how old's Mick Jagger and they're still... Yeah, I think they're around the same time <laughs> period. I mean, Keith Richards is still going, so I mean, like... Mick hey, Jagger's I'm not, 78. I'm not, I'm not ageist. If they can still do it, do it. Didn't Mick yeah. Jagger just have a kid, too? Um, Another? <laughs> I think it was... Oh, shit. I don't, uh, I'm not sure I want to know the answer. The band has. Uh, <laughs> I, Mick Jagger children. He has a lot. Um, he has a colony and he never quit his job to tend to them he has eight kids wow he has a son is five i can't imagine having a kid in your 70s like that's just committing to like i'm not gonna be around for your whole life i think if i think about alice cooper i think he has a daughter her name is calico and she's in her own band which is 
pretty pretty cool too um but yeah, yeah they they do the stage work and stuff like that like she'll dress up as yeah. like nurses and maids and stuff like that and his whole production thing so that's cool mm-hmm. yeah but i mean nita has now opportunities to play in ex- you know extremely big venues not that alice cooper can't fill a big venue no. uh, demi's an active pop star and that's new opportunities that's probably a completely different amount of money mm-hmm. and um you know you gotta think about your career and what's best moving forward and getting into these genres that's a great way to make a living <laughs> it really <laughs> is i mean that's those are those are three figure tours yeah. easily uh- Apart from that, too, uh, one of the other things is when I checked, because I'm not really a Demi fan. Uh, I haven't really heard their music, not that I don't like them. Um, Just in my research, since I heard this news and looking into, um, they're non-binary, which is nice because inclusive and everything. Uh, I know they're also, I think I talked with you, Andrew, about the fact that they are working on sobriety. And I know that's really important with Nita about Mm -hmm. uh, sobriety. So maybe she's entering an environment where she'll be able to continue that that and supportive. The other thing is, I think in her new album that comes out, uh, Demi, uh, August 19th it's holy fuck is the what the album's called um <laughs> i think the first i feel bad uh, i feel bad for that publicist because I've, i I've know been having there. the yeah so uh what do yep. you call it? yeah as far as i saw her talk about it she basically said it is the funeral for her pop music so it's going very much pop punk so you think avril lavigne you think about paramore you think about willow uh substance i think was her single that she played on kimmel this week where nita like hopped on and was like hey here i am you know so um it sounded very much to echo like early 2000s kind of like pop punk which i like that kind of going back to the warp tour kind of like vibes that we are going to in some of this mainstream rock that's coming through yeah, it's definitely it's definitely seems to be that um, vibe for what's what's becoming popular or not even popular among. I don't know how well those songs are doing as compared to like other pop stuff, but mm-hmm. it, it does seem to be where guitar or rock music is right now. You look at a couple years ago and it was like Greta Van Fleet um cosplaying as Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yes. And now it's it's I think more of a pop punk thing because you y- you think trends. about um of, of about those trends and like how what was popular when those kids who are listening to music now were like born like what were their parents playing a lot of? Mm-hmm. Um, so what are the people who are coming up in music now? What did, what was popular when they were kids? Because yeah. that's a, going to be like 10 to 20 years off. And, oh, yeah. uh, it kind of, it kind of works as far as what was rock back then. It's, you know, emos having, um, a moment, pop punks having mm-hmm. a moment, shit. Hardcore is kind of having a moment with turnstile yeah. and, uh, you know, I don't know how well it's being represented in the charts, but I suspect it's getting a little bit better in terms of what guitar can mean for for music. And we've talked about this a lot. Like there were there have been periods yeah. where like a pop song is just so crowded that there wouldn't even be room for guitar in there. And a lot of the pop stuff that I've heard guitar in lately, it's been more of the Nile Rogers chic kind of funk stuff and 
you know. Sure. And then Lizzo has a big loud guitar solo in her in her new record. Like it's I think it's coming back into play. No, and I, I think I think Nita just playing with Demi Lovato is just kind of cementing that it's not just like MGK kind of flailing around the stage with a guitar. It's this is music for serious guitarists who mm-hmm. are good at their skill and can, you know, inspire more, hopefully. Yeah. And we talked totally. about this, uh, I think, in one of our last uh, episodes where, again, ripples, whatever obviously music is doing at a certain point of time, if there's the next generation that's listening, when they actually pick up a guitar and start playing themselves, the influence is going to start to bleed into their music. And we have that recycling of music that maybe emo or pop punk will start to obviously start to saturate what we hear today modern. And I really think that's definitely helpful in trying to bring either uh, rock back into more of a mainstream. I think it's, I think it's slowly getting there and I'm actually excited to hear newer stuff that reminds me of older stuff I used to listen to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I think, Oh, I accidentally muted Andrew and I can't unmute him. Um, yeah, got it. I I got it. Great. Um, I, um, yeah, I mean, I I felt that way for a few years with, uh, bands like soccer mommy and, um, snail mail popping up being really reminiscent of like Liz fair and that kind of Lilith fair rock scene. And I really liked that because, you know, I like, I like, I like Liz Fair and Cheryl Crow has been a huge influence for a lot of these younger women, which I think is great for the songwriting, especially Um, it's, it's nice to see it come back. I I would like to see it push forward as well, but that's experimentation is a tough sell in the music industry right now. Um, Of course you're taking a risk. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. And it's been decades since labels have been interested in developing artists. You look at Bruce Springsteen's first couple of records being total fucking flops and commercially speaking, but they held on to him and um, look how that worked out. Fantastic. He just sold, he sold his catalog for how many millions? God, quite a bit. Yeah, I'm sure. So one of the interesting thoughts that uh, as I was kind of percolating on the move to Demi Lovato's band is uh, opportunity for uh, income through writing credit. And I'm not sure Nita is going to have writing credit for this first album, but further albums. I mean, Demi's done really well in albums, album sales and streaming uh, the last you know decade or so. Nita's uh, written her own album, too, and got acclaim for sure. Oh, absolutely. But I'm thinking purely Alice through Alice Cooper mu- is not putting new, her songs on new records. And if he does, they're not selling like Demi Lovato records. Not likely like Demi Lovato records. Although I, I was just looking up, um, uh, it's your 2018 uh, Detroit Stories. Alice Cooper uh, hit number one in USA album sales uh, in the charts. Yeah, but you can, do, you can do that selling 15,000 copies. It just depends on how competitive the week is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, um, it's just, it's not, it's not big numbers anymore. It's not like you have to sell a million copies on in your first week to hit number one anymore. Right. Yeah, I mean, 
I th- the the thought there though, and I, I agree with you. Uh, I think there's a lot more money to be made with writing credit. Uh, I think Demi Lovato is more likely to end up in soundtracks with new. Uh, you know, talking about what we were talking about last week. I mean, one of those songs makes it into a soundtrack. That could be that could be a huge bump for writing credit. Yeah, so. but that's also making the assumption that Nita's going to play or be a part of a recorded music process with Demi, yeah. and that's just not a given. Uh, okay, like there's a big there's a big difference between who you necessarily hired live and who you hire for the studio, and that's not to say someone is incapable of doing both. But sure. I, I was good friends with Megan Trainer's touring bassist for a long time. He was never in the studio with her, as far as I know. No, uh, as far as I, I followed the band Ghost, so like all the ghouls that are on stage and play all the live music now on the tour cycle, um, they are not the people that are recording the album. They are basically mm-hmm. who to buy, you know, uh, Papa takes on tour every time there is a cycle. I think the last two times they've been similarly the same people before that. I think some of it cycled, but yeah, not the same people that are in the studio. Yeah, let me look at an album from Megan. There's a ton of people on this, but I'm not seeing my friend at all. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of... I'm not seeing... It's possible no. that... I agree it's, with you, Andrew. It's possible that, you know, Nita could... Maybe not on this album, but the potential for the next album, who knows? Maybe... There could be instances where she could write something or even like before. I mean, I know at least for Alice Cooper, I've seen some of her posts say during a solo part, she wrote something in the middle of one Mm -hmm. of his older songs. So who knows? There isn't moments during the tour that she could have moments where she could do something like that. Sure. Anything's possible. But writing credits. Yeah, I think that's that definitely is going to be a good approach if it's possible. Like we don't know. It's so new right now. It just happened this week. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I I don't know. And it's also, it depends on the artist and do they want their touring band in the studio with them? Some might. Yeah. But like Mm -hmm. even ghost doesn't Megan Trainor clearly didn't either. Um, Yeah. I guess it's going to depend on the, uh, with this tour, what their relationship is during this tour. If it's favorable, if they like each other, they jive well together, then yeah, I think maybe there might be a possibility. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Nita's, you know, next album, which she was working on. I know she had the single release Dead Inside, which was this year. And I know her patron was doing the whole thing with the trying to do the next album and now all her solo dates have been canceled going forward and she took this leap so i'm curious to see whether she will have time still to do some of her solo work or will it just be Mm -hmm. all consuming demi lovato you know going forward for the time being and a lot of the other stuff put on hold so yeah we're still kind of in limbo to see what happens next it's it's exciting i think Totally. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. a lot of speculation to be had. Yeah. Yeah. I think in the realm of non-speculation, things that we can say are she did the, she made the change professionally. I don't think yeah. there was any balls dropped there. She mm-hmm. has every right to make her decisions with her career Good for and her. Uh, internet trolls are just going to internet troll no matter what, but you can't. Oh, oh my God. The rumor what a woman does with yeah. her career. No. Yeah. And I'm sure there's been some hard rock backlash. Like, 
I don't know a lot of other genres that are so much like if you like this genre, you can't like lighter genres. Yeah, you forgetting that Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper was pop music. It was popular extremely and you know it's always been sticky and there's nothing wrong with that like no. it's it's fun music and yeah. you know but but there are people in that genre who just think it has to be your whole life and it has to be the only thing that you like because of authenticity or whatever fuck it yeah. you know no, i agree Nina can play Listen circles around she can play circles around anyone who any one of those oh, yeah. mouth breathers who you know says shit about her online like there's, oh my there's, god because real the, musicians get it real musicians are the ones yeah. who are cool with it who are like yeah, yeah play play your shows because you know we have a, only a certain amount of time most of us where it's a where it's a viable career like the yeah. i think like a long career for a musician is 10 years so get it while you can get it and then move to the next thing. Because especially as a higher gun, you are kind of living in this space where you're entirely replaceable always. Mm-hmm. And if the singer decides like, hey, I don't want to do that tour anymore or I don't yeah. want to have this band anymore. Like Alanis Morissette, fire, like she fired her whole band a couple times, I'm pretty sure, just to like get a new change. Prince fired his whole band a few times just to get a change so get it while you fucking can no because if you're up to the whims of like the 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 main person or their boss right you yeah. know yeah, at will works. employment <laughs> yeah i mean of course like every album can be completely different like you know if we're talking again demi is going from pop to like you know, pop rock. It's a complete shift than what she does before. If I'm going to, I'm going back to like the band uh, Ghost, where they did their first couple of albums. They were more heavier, like, you know, metal kind of sound. And then now the last album, which sounds more like uh, Death Leopard, like pop rock music. Like it's very yeah. kind of poppy driven. I think the last two albums itself, like Prequel and this, this last one is very, very pop. They're not really, I don't think they're really like metal, even though that's their category. Yeah. I don't think they're really there. But it, it's even like when I think about other bands that I like, I think the artist should have the freedom to be different with different albums. And if they have to change up people in order to facilitate that change or that vision that they have, I think more power to them. I mean, obviously, the people that are in the background playing the other instruments, that also frees them up to maybe pursue other things that they want to do, too, and not being locked into something that like, hey, you're doing this, this album. It's not really my forte. Like, I need to go to another band maybe that is more my style. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. good. I think there's pluses on both sides. Yeah, and, and for Demi... What better way to like introduce your like your new rock sound than with actual rock musicians? Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be pretty key. Like I don't know. If yep. Who, Demi Lovato, all music. Let's see. Yeah, if there I think that's are... that's been a trend. I think with some of the people going, uh, was it pop rock? I know Willow was film uh, recording some music with Avril Lavigne. Travis mm-hmm. Barker, like, and including people from that, obviously writing with that time period of music um, and including them in the process. So I think there is a trend of that going on right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a big trend. Um, and there's something wrong with it being a trend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, uh, 
Me too. This is definitely up my alley. I can't find any personnel credits for the album Holy Fuck, but I do want to remind everybody there's a really fun Canadian electronica band <laughs> called Holy Fuck. Nice. And uh, yeah, that, that it's you're getting caught when you name your album that you're getting caught in spam filters. So oh, yeah. I really it she's it's the U is a V, which is fucking, you know, whatever. They're trying um, to get around it. Yeah. Yeah. I think for Holy Fuck. You had to call it holy frick and press releases, like hmm. emails to try to avoid the spam filters. Uh, and then um, I was there at Beggars when um, right around the time uh, Fucked Up released the record. So that was, I think, effed up. You know, try to you get gotta, around. You got to get around those spam filters. So uh, <laughs> kudos to that uh, publicist there. Gonna gonna have some struggles. Yeah, it's, it's easier when you're that. Demi Lovato than when <clears throat> you are a Canadian indie electronica band for sure. Oh yeah, but I wish the best for Nita, Demi, and Alice Cooper. It seems like Alice Cooper yeah. already has announced the replacement. Yeah, it was someone that used to tour with him and also is popular amongst uh, people who follow. I can't remember his name right now, but yeah, he's he's been on the tour circuit before. Kane Roberts. Yeah, that's that's who it was. That guy is ripped in this picture. Holy shit. That's that's mostly the trend for now. his uh guitarists. Usually are oh pretty uh pretty in shape always that I've noticed. Dang. They always are in yeah, shape. Yeah. He looks like um Rocky or his tours um, are really uh physically demanding. From what at least I got from Nita in some of her interviews, she was like, "Yo, I gotta stretch. Like, if I don't, I'm gonna be wrecked the next day, all sore." Because it's very physical, uh, running around yeah. the stage, jumping off of things, like very physical uh, set. Jesus, this guy—he looks like an '80s action hero or villain. You know, like, you know maybe there's no villain. way he's natty. Wait, you know who? also is pretty ripped was it danny elfman and i was shocked by that oh I, yeah I, I was like whoa <laughs> he's old I, yeah but i mean to be that ripped i was like that's incredible like i did not expect that at all and i was like wow that's awesome there's the tattoos also hmm. you know he's not like he's not swole kind of ripped he just he's in very good shape he's oh, yeah. obviously got some muscle definition but no yeah. carrot top though. Definitely not a carrot top. Oh god, that's just yeah, <laughs> that's weird. I don't like thinking about carrot top. Sorry, sorry, um, blurt out, blurt mm. out. <laughs> yeah. So well, a lot going on. Um yeah, and I would like to toss in the the well wishes to Nita as well. I mean, she's yeah. thirty five, so there's tons of career in front of her. And oh, yeah. I, I I'm very excited to see where that's gonna go. I am too. Mm-hmm. I, as I said, she's such a great personality, a positive person, always trying to do, obviously, great with her fans, and just a very lovely person, and I wish the best. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, on that note, I feel like we can have a, a shorter episode today. I have a lot to accomplish the next uh, several hours you of my day. Yeah. Um, but to everyone out there, uh, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash get offset. You get ex- access to our Patreon exclusive discord server and, uh, other fun stuff. Um, I did merch- keep discord on my phone. Oh, 
We got merch at getoffsetpodcast.com slash shop. Um, please rate, review, subscribe, comment, like, all that kind of shit wherever you are. Um, and until next time, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. My name is Emily. My name is Andrew. And I'm Joan Apart. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye.